How much do you need to get started with a business or that dream or the thing that God put on your heart? Today's guest is evidence that all you have, even if you think it's small, is all you need. I cannot wait for you to hear this interview. Let's go. Welcome to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. And you get a chance to interact with them. To me, that's full-time ministry. And did I have to? Because tattoo that Jesus is like a It brings in itself and then open. I want to provide content and things that are going to help change lives. And I simultaneously want to, to receive a blessing from that. Now here's your host, Kamon Hunt. Welcome to the Monetizing Ministry Podcast. If this is your first time, welcome to the party. If you're a regular, thank you for coming. Thank you for supporting. And I'm going to ask if you are first time or you've been here before, make sure you subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that button to subscribe. If you're listening on any podcasting platform, you subscribe as well, but do us a favor, leave us a rating and a review. Now, this week, I'm going to jump into this interview right away because we want to maximize our time with our guests today. I'm, I've literally been chasing this person down for a while to get an interview just because of how excited I am to hear her story. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to some and present to others Mignon Francois. Mignon, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for saying yes. And I know that even today while we're recording this, you've had some challenges. You mentioned <laughs> some stuff with your fights, but you made it work. So thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, Mignon, when, when, when I think about this podcast and the message of it, I think that you perfectly embody the message that we want to share with this podcast. And so glad that you're on. And, and there's some people who may not know your story. And so... I want to give you an opportunity to just kind of intro yourself. So who is Mignon Francois? Who would you describe yeah. yourself as? I am a retired stay-at-home mom. I was drowning in debt and brokenness, losing everything that I had. Um, when I heard a man on the radio say that you could get out of debt by having a bake sale, or garage sale, we sold everything that we had to get to Nashville so we couldn't have a garage sale. And I didn't know how to bake, not even out of a box. So there goes the bake sale. But I had these two daughters who were really great at baking and I thought they could handle the volume of a bake sale. But shortly after getting um, started, my oldest daughter let me know she wasn't really interested in my little bakery idea. She was going back to New Orleans where we're from. So without her, my younger daughter wasn't interested in doing this business with me. So I have to learn how to bake. And so I began practicing it and practicing it on my neighbors. It was my neighbor across the street who thought I had something good that I should share with everybody who knocked on my door one day and asked me to make cupcakes for all of her clients. It would be 600 cupcakes. And I was sitting in the back of the house with no electricity because we couldn't afford it. And that was our reality many days. And so um, I was sitting in the back of the house trying to figure out what I was going to do to feed my family with only $5 that I had when she asked me to gamble basically my last money on her order. She didn't know that's what she was doing, but um, I took her up on it, went to the store, bought what I could buy with that $5. I turned it into 60 that day. 
And I took that 60 and turned it into 600 by the end of the week. And I've been flipping that same money for the last 17, 17 years, worked two years every day, like the store was open before the doors ever did open. And so now the store has been open for 15 years. We've been voted as the best cake in Tennessee and the best cake in Louisiana, only two places where we have shops. And we've been voted as one of the best cakes in the nation as we ship our cupcakes nationwide with our partnership with FedEx. I love it. I love it. And by the way, I need to get some <clears throat> some cupcakes for myself. <laughs> so I've heard your story. You flipped this $5, right? And, and, and folks, this is an amazing story. So you make sure you share this. You flipped that $5 into over $10 million business. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, when we think about this, we may think to ourselves, well, Mignon probably had some business background, right? So Mignon, you probably applied your business background to this new venture. Kind of talk to us about what what experience you had that you brought into this that allowed you to help to grow this kind of yeah. talk to us. Well, I got my I got my master's degree from the School of Hard Knocks, and um, I learned on the fly. I was always starting businesses and stopping them, so mm -hmm. I became an expert at beginning, but not an expert at follow through. And one of the things I hope your listeners hear me say, something that um, I heard Donnell Jones say, you have to follow up, follow through and finish or fail. Mm. And I was I was not good at those steps. I wasn't good at following up, following through and finishing. I could start. I became an expert on beginning, but following through was not my ministry. And so I learned over the process how to begin a business, but not to not to finish one. And so God was waking me up every day at 317 in the morning. I would wake up like clockwork every night and I would go turn on my TV if I couldn't sleep. And I heard him, this man on on the on the television. His name was Wayne Dyer. He said. The morning breeze has something to tell you. Do not go back to sleep. And essentially what he was saying is this is the most silent time that God can get your full attention and he wants to speak to you. And so I began to get up with intentionality to meet God at 317 to see what God had to say. But I didn't really know how to hear God. So I got to tap into God. I'm here. I'm trying to hear whatever it is you have to say. Please don't speak, because if you do, I'm running straight out of the room. But I do want to hear you. And so I saw a Bible sitting on the coffee table. And so I picked it up. I opened it up and I got my first word from God, my first indication that God loved me. And he was about to show me as I went through the Bible at 317. And by that, I mean, I thought there must be something to the fact that I was being awakened at 317 and I need to use it. So I opened up the Bible to wherever it will fall. I went to chapter three in that book and started at verse 17. And I began to read the whole entire Bible that way, cross-referencing verses back and forth until they would create a complete loop. And I would write feverishly everything that I learned. And it was there that God gave me all the instructions for what I was going to need to open up the cupcake collection, which is 
my bakery business that I've been running with my children for the last 15 years. The Cupcake Collection, folks, we're going to make sure you you get the website and all of the stuff because if you are anywhere close to Nashville or New Orleans, you need to go. And outside <laughs> of that, you need to place your order so that they can ship it to you. So mm -hmm. Mignon, there's something, I don't know if I've heard you say this before, that you started other businesses. I never heard mm -hmm. that before. So kind of talk to yeah. us about kind of what you look at, maybe some of the lessons from those and yeah. what made the Cupcake Collection different. Well, it's just what I said. I learned from those from those other businesses how to start, but not how to finish. And the thing that made it different that I followed through. So what I learned is that I don't follow up. I don't follow through. I don't finish. That's why I fail. Mm -hmm. What I learned, what caused me to do something different was as God was waking me up, one of the last Bible verses I read was in Deuteronomy 30, 19 and Joshua 1, 9. Those were about the last few verses I read. And God said, I set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that your yeah. family might live. Yeah. And what, what I understood was God was saying, I've been giving you business idea after business idea after business idea. And you say you need money and you say you need to make the ends meet, but I give you ideas and you do nothing with it. So I'm not giving you anything else. This this idea that I've given you in the wee hours of the morning, it is the last idea I'm going to give you. So choose life mm. so that your family can live. And it. since then, God has allowed me to be wildly successful with this business, but also to be able to share my story with other people so that they would know what they could do if they believe. Yeah. So that they can know what they can do. I promise God, God, if you will make me successful at this, I will tell anybody who will listen about what they could do if only they believe. Yeah. That that concept of belief is one that I'm myself learning to step into uh, believing, not just in who God is and his personhood and even what God can do, but that God will do it for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Was there a time when you had to just, okay, you know what? I see stories of other people, right? And there are all these wonderful stories, but me, you had to overcome that doubt that God would do it for Mignon. Yeah. Yeah. I think that people need to understand that God is not a respecter of persons. Mm -hmm. um, and by that, I mean that if you see someone else having it, doing it, being it, living it, experiencing it, it means you can have it, do it, be it, live it, experience it. It's not just for that person. It's for anybody who's willing to accept the invitation. Mm -hmm. The fact that you see me doing it means you also can do it. That's real. That's real. Now, I want, I want you to take us back a little bit. You said 17 years. And I'm sure along the way, there have been some inflection points, some obstacles. What were some obstacles in the early stages of the cupcake collection that you had to, to face and how did you overcome them? Well, first of all, we had a cash flow issue in our household. We opened up a business in the midst of an economic downturn, doing the very thing that's known for failing, a food business. Mm. What food businesses are known for more than anything else is failure. While I'm losing my house, it's up for foreclosure on the day that I open the business. Mm. 
We don't have food. We don't have electricity and water on a regular basis. And I decide to open up a cupcake business when I don't know how to bake. But it was practicing the recipes in my kitchen and applying every stupid thing that I had ever had to do before to this moment. I had gone to school to become a doctor, failing, flunking out my chemistry classes. But right here in this moment in my kitchen, it all made sense. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got it when I needed to get it. I got it. And so I think that every stupid thing you've ever had to do is taking you from where you are to where it is that you want to be. And yes, you're going to need all kinds of equipment. You might need some drones for your video company. You might need cars for your limousine company. You might need vacuums and brooms and all kinds of cleaners for your housekeeping company. You need mixers and commercial size refrigerators for your bakery business. But of all the things that you need one day, you don't need them day one. You got to say that again because that was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of all the things you need one day, you don't need them day one. Yeah. You start from where you are to get to where you want to be. And that's where you'll find success. I opened my business with a dorm size refrigerator and a kitchen aid mixer because that's what I had. Wow. Yeah. Now, when the the mixers are filled with uh, buttercream, you need two people to if you were going to lift it and you know there have been times when we've been playing in the in the bakery and somebody went and hid in a broken refrigerator wow like literally yeah we have freezers we can walk into yeah but i opened with a dorm size yeah because it would hold the ingredients and would keep it at temperature And so I hope that listeners hear me say, all you have is all you need to get you from where you are to where it is that you want to be. Yes, you will need these things one day, but you don't need them on day one. I love it. I love it. Mignon Francois is our guest. So Mignon, there are a couple of things you said that I want to play off of. You mentioned Mm -hmm. your background experience um, studying, you know, as a, in, in the sciences and just kind of talk to us about, you, what you're doing now for a lot of people may seem totally different from that, but talk to us about for someone who might feel like I have a dream over here. I'm doing something I don't want to do. I've learned something else that I'm not using. How, how, what, what's your experience or just your viewpoint on using the lessons and our experiences from the past to build what we're trying to build for our future? Say that to me a different way. Oh yeah. Yeah. So how can you apply, like, what's the lesson on applying the things from your past, your past education, even your past knowledge from past businesses, applying those to when you started the cupcake collection and built the mm-hmm. cupcake collection? Yeah, I think it's just like I, I said, every stupid thing, you collect it. Yeah. You know, it, it's like every experience Every math equation, Mm -hmm. 
every purchase order agreement. It's like all these little things you collect along the way and you don't know why you're getting them when you're getting them. But when you get to the place where God is trying to take you, you can look back over the whole journey and see, I needed that. I needed that person to walk out the door so that I could walk into, so that I can open, God can open a new door. I can walk through a new door. I needed to lose that contract so that I could learn what contracts need in them. So when the contracts really matter, my contracts are solid. I, I, I needed to know what it felt like to owe the IRS money so that when it came to opening this business, I knew how to have a savings account specifically for the IRS so there never be a situation in which you're getting close to home here, Mignon. You're getting close to home there. <laughs> <laughs> so the taxes don't catch me off guard. Yeah. I think all of your experiences and all of the things that you've been through are taking you somewhere yeah. where God is. God is, listen, God is interested in the long game. Mm. And sometimes we just want it to happen real quick, but God's not going to let it happen really quick because He's not going to let you make him look foolish and you're not ready. But you sometimes got to go through something so that you can appreciate with Thanksgiving what God, what God is taking you to. A lot of people want what I have, come on. But are they willing to do what I put in to get Ooh. what I got? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say oftentimes the answer is no. That's right. That's right. Oftentimes the answer is yes, but you just haven't gotten to that space where you're going to reap the harvest of what it is you've been planting. Yeah. And for me, like I said, it was working two years every day without a paycheck, like it was a job before the store ever even opened. Wow. Yeah. Mignon, so much, so much. Um, you, you mentioned, this is something you said that Food business is definitely one of those businesses. They they kind of tell you this is this is kind of risky, and it and we not understand the margins may not be as high on as on this as other things. What are some success secrets? Some things that you did well, even if it's trial and error, that you would advise someone else wanting to do a similar business in food. Yeah. What is something that I did well that yeah. I would advise? Mm, that's so good. I, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give the first thing that comes to my mind. I was, I obeyed. I was obedient. Mm -hmm. When I heard God say move on this idea, I moved. The greatest thing that I could say that I did was I obeyed God. God gave me instructions. I obeyed them. That's the greatest piece of advice I could give. If you want something practical, <laughs> I would say um, one thing that I did that was smart was when I got paid every day, I knew what my profit was. There you go. Mm -hmm. Every day. I knew how much money I made, how much money I could spend, how much money was mine to keep. And I, I used the same system that got me out of debt to run my business. So I had this envelope system 
um, that I was using the snowball effect that Dave Ramsey teaches. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing I used to keep myself straight when it came to business. So as I would make money at the end of the day, I would count out my money. I would count out how much ingredients cost. I would separate that out. I would calculate how much I owed the IRS. I would set that aside and put it in an envelope and tuck that envelope away in a in another envelope system that I had. And I started gathering that money to pay my sales tax. And that kind of because that money doesn't belong to you. You just hold it to give it to the government. And I would say that was one of the biggest practical things that I did well. Yeah, that's good. And I'm going to unpack both of them. I will start with that one. I think too many of us don't know our numbers and we're afraid to know those numbers. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, we, we kind of like bury our heads in the sand and we think, well, one day this is going to pop off and then I won't have to worry about, you know, if it's not lining up. And for you, you were intentional in making sure if $100 came in, that whole hundred dollars wasn't wasn't spent in your mm-hmm. in your home. It was it, you put aside the different buckets of where the money had to go, and I think that's super yeah. important. Yeah. And then this is practical, like obedience, like taking action on what God is inspiring. Because I think so many of us, Minyan, we sit on the idea, we sit on the prompting, we sit on yeah. it, and we. As I describe it, sometimes we wait for this zap of a feeling that we never felt before until we move. And then what happens is we lose that conviction. It doesn't grow. It actually shrinks. Right. Because we think that the idea belongs to us in the first place when it's not our idea at all. It was God's idea. The -hmm. Bible says it is God that gives you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. It is God that gives you the power to will and to do of his good pleasure. That means even when you don't want to, God will help your want to. Yeah. 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 I love that. <laughs> and we think that it's, we think that it's ours. I, I heard Eric Thomas say it like this. You have to take the opportunity of a lifetime, a lifetime within the lifetime of the opportunity, which means there's not an unlimited time to take an unlimited time offer. Yeah. And so that's why we sit and we wait and then we wonder what happened to it. I forgot what what was that I was thinking about doing? What what did I say I was gonna do when I got home? I, I can't remember because you don't have an unlimited time to capture it and write it down. And and that's what I found God was saying to me at 317: get up and come and spend time with me. There's things that I want to say to you. And I got up when I learned that that's what was happening. I got up and I spent time with the Lord. And as I sit here and I talk to you and my eyes are closed, I go back to that time in my mind's eye. I see myself sitting in the dark on a sofa watching, you know, television before flat screen. Wanting anything that I could do to get normalcy to have field trip money for my kids was my first goal field trip money and i'm so grateful to god for the ways that he's brought me that now as a grandmother even though as a mother i couldn't do these things but as a grandmother i get to be amazing at doing these things that God has redeemed the time 
that the locusts had eaten. And, and by that, I mean, God is so good at time management that once you give your time to him, he can take whatever you have left if you dedicate it back to him and make what's left more valuable than what you wasted. Listen, I'll put some fire emojis in the chat if you're watching this because <laughs> this is like straight fire. Mignon, you know, I I'll tell you this. Um, okay, let me say one thing first and I'll get to this because there's so many things. I've heard you say that, and, and you, you mentioned, you referenced a book before. I listened on another uh, podcast. You talked about those ideas that God gives us and that sometimes we may see them somewhere else and say, wow, I had that idea. I had that thought. I had that business in mind. And it, it I didn't take action. And you you mentioned is this concept, and I can't remember what you said, how you said it, but yeah. that if we don't take action, God actually will give that and store it, give it to someone else who has stored yeah. it better. Kind of talk yeah. to us about that. Yeah, so it goes back down to what I just said. It's God who gives you the desires of your heart. So when when the Bible verse says God gives us the desires of our heart, we think that means he grants us whatever right, we want. Right, but that's right. not what it's saying. It's saying God tells you what the desires of your heart yeah, are going to be. Yeah. And so with that being said, it's like, you know, a tap on your shoulder. Hey, I've got this idea that I want to collaborate with you on. Are you willing to do it with me? And you listen. Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. I'll talk to you about that later. Another time. Mm, no, I'm not interested. Not me. Like Moses. I stutter. Mm. How? What am I supposed to say? And God said, didn't I create you? Don't I know who I'm asking? And I, And so we are asked to go in collaboration with God on a journey somewhere and we have we have the right to say yes and we have the right to say no but if you say no you better not get mad when you see somebody else doing your idea i had the idea for uber i didn't know what you know i didn't know yeah. anything about so i had this idea for uber for kids and uber came up with an idea that they did called shuttle and it was Uber for kids to get them back and forth to their um, appointments, their practices and stuff like that. I, they, they piloted it in a couple of cities, but they couldn't figure out. I think it was because children, you know, are such, you know, a thing that we want to hold safe. There's sure. probably all kinds of reasons why it didn't end up happening. But I had this idea for that. And then when I saw it happen, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I had that idea. But mm -hmm. I didn't know about technology. I didn't know tech, you know, and I mm -hmm. didn't know platform. But like, you don't have to know all of the things for you to start on something and for God to give you education as you're growing with it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, to, our, to your point, what we don't know is usually what makes us say, oh, well, I can't do that because I don't have this. But yeah. you have the most important ingredient. You have the spark of that idea that no yeah. one else has at that yeah. point. Right? And so that's the, the amazing thing about how God does things for us. Yeah. And um, all you have to do is follow up, follow mm -hmm. through and finish yeah. or fail. Ooh. If you don't do one, two or three, then four happens. Yeah. But if you follow up, follow through and finish, you get success. But if you don't follow up, follow through and finish, you're going to fail. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So you you just have to have the one that leads you to two, 
which gets you to three. Yeah, yeah. Minyan, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast personally and for my listeners and viewers is that as I listen to you, faith just like just comes out in everything you say. And mm -hmm. it is clear you believe God. Like you mm -hmm. believe God. Well, thank you and, so much. And I have a I have this theory that faith is contagious, right? Like it's contagious mm -hmm. when you get around people who believe God for big things. You kind of mm -hmm. just say, well, why can't I believe God for big things? Yeah. Kind of were there times when you had to surround yourself with other people who believed even beyond where you were in terms of your yes. faith journey? Even today. I believe we are the sum total of the five people that we hang around with. And you you can only be whatever you can see. And so I got intentional about getting in rooms with people who were smarter than me, had more than me, saw more than me, been more places than me, did more things than me. And that opened up my mind to what I could be and what I could do, where I could go. Oh, so these ideas I have are not crazy. Mm. Like you guys are like, how come how come y'all are doing all this stuff? I, I, there was a, a an episode of the Jeffersons. And they decided that they were going to get a maid. And so um, the maid comes uh, to the door, Marla, played by Marla Gibbs. And Florence. she's, yeah, yeah, Florence. Florence comes to the door and she sees that there's these black people. And she thought that she they were interviewing her for their boss. And then they're like, no, this is ours. And she said, well, and then when they when she answered the door, uh, the lady from upstairs was also black living in the building. And she was like, well, my goodness, how come we overcame and nobody told me? <laughs> and that's, that's where, that's, that's where I was. It's just like, you have the ability to overcome, but nobody's offering this information to you. You got to go out and get it. You got to go out and be in the room. You got to go out there and see it being done so that you know we've been overcame. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And good. you can too. That's good. That's so good. That's so good. Mignon, have, you know, one of the things that I explore, I'm, I'm fascinated about is people's spiritual gifts. Have you done any exploration, assessment, kind of to discover your spiritual gifts? And if you have, how does it tie into the work you do at the Cupcake Collection? This is so good. You're making me want to write, write down so I could go back and get that assessment. My church did an assessment of spiritual gifts, and I cannot remember what that thing said, mm. um, but it was so good. Um, I think it was um, the gift of speaking, mm -hmm. um, of like evangelism. Come on now. I, I see you preaching. Come on. Yeah, I was going to say, I have this gift of influence mm -hmm. that I don't understand. Yeah. That if I say, hey, guys, you should come over and do that. Like, people want to do it. Yeah. Um, And I wish that I did understand it because maybe I could tap into it more. Um, But I remember that being on my spiritual gifts quiz that we took at our church. And it goes down to what I'm doing right now in my life. Like I said to you earlier, I promised God, God, just make me successful. God, if you do this thing for me, I will do all, I will give you all 
of my life. And the, the Bible says that pressed down, shaken together, running over yes. back in good measure will men pour into your bosom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's not when you give, when you give of your gift and your talent, your time, your resources, it will be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And so as I was doing some research on this word bosom, it is because in these biblical, in this biblical society, pockets hadn't been made yet. I just stuck my hands in my pockets. Pockets didn't exist. And there's this whole trending sound on uh, Instagram said it has pockets because as women, we get so excited when a yeah, dress yeah, yeah. has pockets in it. But pockets hadn't been made yet, so their garb had a, a like a a gap in it that you could open up to put mm. stuff into your chest. And you know, when God says, "Press down, shaking together, running over," will men pour into your bosom to where it overflowed and fell into your lap? Wow! And that that's what I see happening as I use this spiritual gift that God has given me. When I give it back to God, it blesses other people. God said to me many years ago as, as I was starting this, because of your obedience to what I have told you to do, people are going to pray your success to me, God. And because of the thing that they've seen you obey, you will be enriched in every way so that never being in lack of anything you would be able to give. I love that. That was the promise God gave me. Yeah. You know, Mignon, as you talk, um, I hear for a lot of us, one, we sometimes limit God, and sometimes we hurry God, right? We want to mm -hmm. rush the process that God mm -hmm. is taking us through. Mm -hmm. And there was a quote you said. You said, a lot of us aren't afraid of failure. We're afraid of success. Yeah. Unpack that for, for us today because yeah. I know I thought I was afraid of failure because if I fail, they're going to laugh at me and they're going to say, you said you're going to start this business and you left your job and you put your family in jeopardy and blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's what is in my head is the fear. Yeah. That's not what you're afraid of. Mm -hmm. First, I want to address the fear mm -hmm. of all the gifts that you've been given in your life fear is not your gift Ooh. the bible says that god has not given you right. a spirit of fear but of love of power and a sound mind one version says a disciplined mind to be able to discern but fear isn't something that god gave you so fear doesn't come from god so the first thing I hope your audience hears me say is don't, you know how people say, do it afraid. Mm -mm, don't do it afraid. Fear is not your gift. Do it in faith. Mm -hmm. So, so that's the first thing that I hope people hear. And then that sort of ties into the whole being afraid of failure. People think it's a failure that they're, you're not afraid to fail. If you were, if you even remotely thought that the idea you had wasn't good, you wouldn't be out here telling people. If you even remotely thought that it wouldn't work, you would say, 
I got this idea. It's kind of silly, but if it worked, man, that would be really cool. But you don't say stuff like that. You 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 say with conviction, I'm going to start a business and this is going to be, and you start envisioning your clients and why mm -hmm. they're going to want it and how it's going to serve and all the kinds of, you only see it successful. That's why you want to do it because you can only see it successful. And the enemy tells you stuff like, oh, you're afraid you're, then people are going to make money. That's not what you're afraid of. You're afraid of being successful because if I'm successful, then I have to show up to this business when I don't feel like it. If I'm successful, when I'm tired, I still got to go to work. We worked how many months to get this interview on the books? Right, right. Like that required something of me and it required something of you in order to keep on coming back and me to keep on answering until we got it on the books. Yeah. Yeah. So that it could bless somebody else. Right. Yeah. Success requires something of you. Work is required of you. And I'm sorry. Many of us don't want to do that level of work. Mm -hmm. So, I would submit to you that failure is not what you're afraid of. Success makes you scared because you know there's something hard that's coming as a result of being successful. Yeah. You, know you don't get to watch TV when you want to. Yeah. You don't get to go to the parties everybody else is going to. You don't get to take the vacations everybody is taking. You don't get to go off, get off and be at home when the, when the, end of day bell rings you don't get to go to your children's basketball game sometimes like you miss out on some of the things that are going on in your family the reunions all the you miss out yeah man yeah when you said that it, it took me back to a show you remember the show fame yes with Debbie I'm gonna live forever. Yeah, that's, that's cool. oh, man, I go Irene Cara just died she just passed away oh sorry you know it's where Debbie Allen says to them if you if you want fame this is where it starts. Fame cost. And right here is where you start paying it. To your point, success costs. It costs sacrifice. And to your point, maybe for a lot of us, that's the challenge that you're afraid of paying that cost and that sacrifice and, and all that it will pull out of you to get where you want to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, it's been 17 years and um, the Cupcake Collection, God has done amazing things. Yes. What have you learned about Mignon now in this process? And what have you learned about God in this process? Mm -hmm. I learned that Mignon can do hard things. And I learned that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all I could ask or think. I learned that God is faithful to do just what he said. I learned that as I follow God, he's waiting on me. There's a song that says, you're waiting on God. He's waiting on you. Mm -hmm. um, I learned that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords answers my call, but you might not. If I call you, you might not answer, but the ultimate king on high answers me every time I call. Wow. Wow. And to know that I have a direct line to heaven that will answer me when I call out to him. But if I call you next door, you might not answer me. But the king of glory 
will answer me if I call him. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I felt that. I felt that. Minyan, we, we, we're wrapping up. Um, here's my burden, and, and you can help me with this. I have been a church pastor, a pastor for 15 years, and I still work with churches. And every week and every time I, I'm in a church, I see people with so much gifts and abilities that I think can start their own business, right? People who have amazing culinary skills, um, decorating skills, organizing skills. And for a lot of them, there is fear, there is unknown, and maybe there even is like ceilings for them. I'm not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Talk to just someone who might be a believer who has a thing and maybe now has a spark. Maybe I can start something. What are some steps you would tell him or her to get started? Because I love what you said. Not one day, but day one. What are some steps you would tell him or her to yeah. get started? I would say start where start where you are. You're never going to have all the money. You're never going to have all the equipment in place. You're never going to have all the... Start right where you are in order to get from where you are to where you want to be. I would say just start. Uh I would say that the voice inside of your head that's telling you you cannot do this is a liar. Uh I would say speak what you seek till you see what you said. The Bible says, have faith in God if you believe and not doubt. You can have whatever you say. Mark 11, 22 through 24. I mm. paraphrased it, but. It's the, the Mignon version. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if people are picking up on this. Mignon, you know and are claiming the promises of God. Yeah. And I think that's uh, a cheat code right there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This definitely is a cheat code. Cheat code. You know, there's, there's, there are four things. There are four things. I would say principles or promises that the plan of God offers us. That is, it will prosper you. It will not do you harm. It will give you hope, and it will speak to your future. How do I mm-hmm. know it? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I mm-hmm. know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And it's right here in our face, in one Bible verse, spelled out for you. All I was able to do was glean. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm over here like Ruth. Mm. Like. All I was able to do was glean from one scripture. Okay, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So God's plans will prosper me. Uh-huh. They will not do me harm. They will give me hope, which never disappoints. And it will speak to my future. So if I need to figure out if I'm on the right plan or the plan of God for my life, I can measure it against these four principles. Am I prospering from it? Will prosperity come as a result of this plan, this thing that I'm putting all my time, talent, my treasure, my gifts into? 
is it going to harm me or my children, my family in any kind of way? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is it, it, does it speak to the life on the inside of mm -hmm. me that gives me hope that I can get up tomorrow and try again? Does it speak to the gut on the inside of me that says this will work if I work it? And it speaks to my future. What will happen if only you believe? Folks, I don't know about y'all. I feel like the doors of the church are now open. <laughs> by uh, profession, by letter. <laughs> I, we, we've had a church experience today. And uh, <laughs> you know, if you're watching this, you need to share this. So please make sure you do that. Now, Mignon, you're an author. And we tell people the name of your book so that they can go on Amazon and get it and yeah. read it and get more yeah. of this inspiration. Yeah. So the name of my book is Made from Scratch, Finding Success Without a Recipe. It is my playbook. It is my memoir. It tells you how I did it so that you can do it too. Like I said before, God is not a respecter of persons. So if you see me having it, doing it, being it, living it, seeing it, you you can have it, be it, do it, live it, see it too. I It'll be it. your own journey, not mine. That's right. That's right. And Mignon, we, we got to get you back. All right. We got to figure it out, but we got to <laughs> get you back. And tell people now how we can connect with the Cupcake yeah. uh, Collection. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm excited about. My wife and I just decided we want to be vegan. And I just uh -huh. went on your website and saw you got vegan options. You yeah, got something have... for us. You got something yes. for us. So tell us your website, tell us your social, and tell us your social. Uh, yep. Beyond, yeah. Yep. Not only do I have vegan cupcakes, I have gluten free cupcakes. Come on now. And, you know, and then we have classic cupcakes. We ship our cupcakes nationwide with our partnership through FedEx. And you can find us 24 hours a day at thecupcakecollection.com. And then you can follow us on all socials um, at Cupcake Collection to, on Twitter. We are at Cupcake Tweets. And then personally, one of my favorite places to be found is either on MignonFrancois.com mm -hmm. or on Instagram at Mignon.Francois. That's M-I-G-N-O-N-F-R-A-N-C-O-I-S. Love it. It's right there on your screen. Instagram, mignon.francois. Um, and on Facebook, it's I am Mignon Francois. Love it. Instagram, the Cupcake Collection. And go to the Cupcake Collection. Get your sweet treats. And um, <laughs> be a part of this vision. And also remember, made from scratch. Listen, folks, this has been an amazing um, interview because it has, for me, and I hope for you, strengthen your belief and caused you to even grow your imagination for what God can do. I know so many times we have a great inventory of what we don't have, but as Mignon has shared with us, all you have is all you need to get from where you are to where you want to be. So I encourage you, take what you have and go bring your ideas to life. Thank you for listening to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast with Kamon Hines. For more information, visit our website at www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. That's www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please 
share this episode with someone who needs it. Let's increase our income and impact.